All right, here for another uh, Thursday show, the Sure Thing, Sure Thing, Warren and Ryan. He is back after Sunday. They got second, actually. They got second in the tournament, uh, so good stuff there. But, uh, yeah, the picks last week, we'll run through our records. Uh, last week I won 5-2-1, so to on the season, that makes me 15-13-1. And in the NFL, I'm 11-11-2. And then Ryan, I mean, last week, you want to you give your, your record? I went 4-9 uh, and nine last week in uh, NCAA, gave a Baker's Dozen, puts my season 12 total. 22? What, what? I have a 12 and 22. Uh, I was 8 and 12. Okay. Well, actually, I'm, I was 8 and 12, so I'm actually 12 and 21. Okay, 12 and 21. That winning percentage keep on getting better. And then in the NFL, I went 2-2 two, two and 1. And over the season, I'm 12, 13, and 1. So, like I said, Mr. 500 NCAA record, though, going to need some work to uh, get that back up. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, it's early. We scrapped the five games in college. We're going with whatever you feel like. It's a madhouse now. It's, it's like a- Mad Max out here. <laughs> yeah. Just throw them down. NFL, though, we're still sticking with sticking the with five. We yeah. are sticking with five. It's a grind for me to find five. Oh, about you. oh my. Like, even just to get to that fifth one. For sure. And fourth and fifth one. I think I said last week we're saying if you want to take the – we used to I, – I just said, hey, let's mandatory Cowboy game. Cowboys game is not mandatory, but <laughs> I'm finding myself taking the Cowboy game a lot right yeah, now. Yeah, me too. And before we get into this – I felt uh, a little attacked last on Sunday <laughs> while I wasn't there to defend myself. Yeah, you know, it was a tough day. Tough day at the window. But, uh, you know, I feel like there's a few unnecessary shots there by Warren. And the Colorado pick that I got correct, <laughs> we were talking about this post-show, or excuse me, pre-show on thir- last Thursday, a week from today. And Sunday, Warren was like, oh, yeah, one of the ones he picked, he added after I said it. Because I <laughs> forgot about it. I forgot about it. But we had already talked about how much we both liked that line. So uh, I just want to get that out there. I wasn't there to defend myself. But, boy, was I – I was knocked. Let's look, just say that. Look, look, I won't deny there could have been a little unfair treatment. But <laughs> when you're only there and you're, the other guy's not there, uh, I mean, it's kind of fair game. I will say, I told you this, I had something special, a little audio special, something cooking up, uh, but I didn't have enough time because it took too long to edit it. So you got kind of lucky that I didn't show up earlier and that you weren't there. That's pretty much why I just bailed on that. So, hey, you know what? That's fine. We're all good. Could have been worse. It could have been worse. Uh, I don't know if it been worse. It could have been funnier is what it could have been. <laughs> it could have been funnier is what is what could have happened there. All right. We'll start off with college. There's some good games this weekend. Yeah. It's just, it's, it doesn't seem like we have the – there is a few good games. Right. But they're, like, I, like last week, they're spaced. They're mm-hmm. kind of spaced out. We'll start off in the SEC. Georgia uh, goes to LSU. LSU is getting seven and a half. Uh, LSU tough loss last week against Florida. Florida's playing some good football. They're not putting up a lot of points, but Dan Mullen with Felipe Franks, he's figured something out there. I don't know what how he did it, but Dan Mullen, good coach. Uh, LSU, what do we think? In Georgia hasn't really played anybody this year. They've blown a bunch of people out. Their closest game they had was against Missouri. Uh, the two thirty game. What this game? I'm not picking this game. Yeah, neither am I. But what do you just think? I mean. LSU loses this game. They're eliminated from the college sure. football playoff. Georgia, if they lose this one, their margin for error of victor of defeat is over. As we've talked about on the show, you're allowed two loss. You're allowed one loss, and you can still make the college football playoff. They lose this game. 
they have to run the table to get in. So I think this uh, – look, it's a huge game for both teams, but I have really no feel on this. I think I would take – if I had to do something, I'd take LSU at 7.5, but – just because yep. it's at home, I can't see them exactly. getting blown out. And last week, they they lost by what was it eight? That's because Burrow threw a yeah. uh, pick six late. Right. Yeah. You know this one definitely. I, I'm staying far away from as well. Um, like I said, Georgia really hasn't played anybody. But I mean, we've seen dating even back to last year, they are a very strong defensive team. And um, LSU ran into a good defense last week, and we saw what happened. But again, them being at home, this being the afternoon game, an afternoon game in Baton Rouge doesn't have quite the mystique that a you know six thirty kickoff would in Baton Rouge. But I just I can't get a feel for this game at all. I would probably, I think I might go Georgia just because they have such a strong defense. Joe Burrows has been shown to make uh, mistakes in big areas and uh, or excuse me in big times. And until Georgia gives me a reason not to go with them, that's kind of what I'm going to roll with. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Um, the next game we're going to talk Oregon versus Washington. That is at Oregon. Washington is uh, three-point favorites. I really do like this Washington team a lot. I'm not betting this game because uh, interesting that this game is at noon or 1230 on the West Coast. Like yeah. Fox, we couldn't roll this. Uh, a, little, a little later, but I really like Washington, Oregon. This is a game, I think, of two teams that never win the big game. Right? They always play a bunch of big games, and they always lose them. Like Washington played Auburn really, really tough. I don't think Auburn's that good right now, they've shown, but this is just teams that haven't won. I think Washington's going to win this game. I'm not betting it. I think Jake Browning versus uh, Justin Herbert, Good quarterback matchup in this one. Really good quarterback matchup. I like it. But I just think Washington's got too strong a defensive line. And I think just think they'll find a way to scrap out a scrap out a win around a field goal. I think it's gonna be a good game. I just think it's gonna be a close one. See, I'm actually I'm taking this game. I'm taking Oregon and the three points. Uh, much like you said, you know, these are both two good offenses, good led by good quarterbacks. Um, what's or excuse me, Washington has a has a good defensive line, but so does Oregon. Oregon's they do. shown they they've have have one of the top defenses this year, which we're not used to seeing. So I'm taking Oregon plus three, and I think they're going to win this outright. Last time I said that, Oregon went down their leg and lost to Stanford, but I really feel at this time that uh, that they're going to be able to win this game outright. If and if not, I still think they'll be able to cover the three. All right, the other game, uh, the other ranked matchup is the uh, primetime game on ABC. That is Wisconsin going to Michigan. This line, I do not understand. Wisconsin is getting nine and a half at Michigan. Michigan last week steamrolled Maryland, not saying much. Their offense, the Michigan offense to me is they play good one week, it's and a then they coaster. play terrible the next yeah. week. And my cousin went to Michigan. I've been talking to him, trying to figure out this offense. And I just don't – we don't understand why they don't let Shea uh, Patterson spread it out. That's what he's so successful at Ole Miss. And yeah. Jim Harbaugh is just so stuck up on his system and hell-bent on, hey, we're running the I formation. We're going to pound it. That's not what Shea's good at. And, yeah, it worked against Maryland. It's worked against some bad teams. It didn't work well against Northwestern. They only put up 20 points, but Northwestern's Northwestern, and they soiled themselves at the end of the game. He had no business winning that one. This game was actually on my card. I got Wisconsin plus 9.5. That is too many points. I don't care. Like I think the uh, Taylor running back, uh, Jonathan Taylor, against Michigan, that defense, Michigan's got a really good defense, yeah. a top 10 in the country. That's going to be a tough matchup, but I just think 9.5 points is too many points, and Michigan has lost six straight games against a ranked opponent, and Harbaugh's 2-8 and eight against a ranked team. 
Yes, yeah, yeah. I, I, I just got to take the points. I, I, I'm staying away from this game. Um, just because, like we said, Michigan's offense is so up and down. Wisconsin has shown that they they can stutter against some better teams, um, but I'm staying away from it. I would probably take Wisconsin in the nine and a half too because their defense lines up perfectly to defend a team that, or excuse me, defend an offense that Michigan runs. They run the I formation, pound it out, you know, three yards in a cloud of dust, and then on third and long we'll throw it or something like that. So I would probably take Wisconsin. I'm not taking anybody here at all. Um, this is going to be your stereotypical, I think, Big Ten I uh, grind it out. It's too bad that this game isn't like in middle of November, so we can get a little snow, a little you know weather action going in because that would just make it even better uh, at, at a prime time slot. But uh, yeah, this is this is going to be a great game, I think. But if I were going to take it, I'd, I think I'd be on the same side as you and take Wisconsin in the nine and a half, just because that's a ton of points, especially in a game like this. Probably going to come down to a field goal. Yeah, I think so. I think this is this is going to be way too close. We both. All right, so I guess we could go on the card and then we can kind of. Talk about some games that uh, we feel like tonight. I think we're both on Texas Tech, are we? We are not. I've oh. taken the over 58.5. Okay, I'm on again. Tech. The line now shifted to 7.5. So my games this week are Tech plus 7.5 against TCU. I just think, look, Tech's finally got all three quarterbacks healthy. Who knows which one they're playing? I just think they got the, they got the quarterback healthy. No matter who's playing, I think they're going to be able to hang within a touchdown of TCU. Uh, Auburn minus 15 against Tennessee. Auburn's due for a bounce back game against Mississippi State. The offense and Jared Stidham have looked terrible the last three weeks. They've, they squeaked one out, or not squeaked one out, but only won by like 15 against Southern Miss. They're due for a big game against Tennessee. Tennessee is awful. Uh, like I said, Wisconsin plus nine and a half. Back on the Colorado train this week at USC. Oof. Plus seven. Plus seven, yeah. Colorado's a good team. They might lose the game, Colorado three or four. I don't think they're losing by more than a touchdown. I and I, I think USC is such a hot and cold team. True freshman quarterback. Just I like Colorado. Um, the other game, I have the over Texas Baylor. That's sixty and a half. I just think there's going to be points here. I know the Texas defense is good, and they got gashed last week. Even though they got gashed last week against Oklahoma, I think Texas will put up thirty-five, and then Baylor will finish that up i think that this is a this this could be a big game for baylor the spread's only 14 um and look i think there's going to be points galore than my last game is northwestern minus four against uh nebraska not really confident in this one i feel like this is typical northwestern you win last week uh have a nice win against michigan state on the road by 10 Things are looking up and then you got northwestern coming in here with a good goose egg in the win column or Nebraska coming in here with a goose egg in the wind column, and Pat Fitzgerald will just soil himself right down his leg like Northwestern does all the time. It's a joke around the Big Ten. But you know what? Not this time. I'm feeling Northwestern minus. It's at home. I don't – and Nebraska stinks. Yeah. They are Trust awful. Me. They, Trust they, me. I know. Yeah, Ryan mm-hmm. knows firsthand. Oh, and then the last game. Sorry, I skipped over this one. Hawaii plus 11.5. Been really big on the Rainbow Warriors this year. Uh, last week, that line I gave out a three and a minus three and a half. It shifted to Hawaii was getting two points right before that game kicked off on Saturday night. They play BYU at BYU. BYU has lost three games in a row. They've looked dreadful. Yeah. I think things are starting to catch up with them about the quality of p- opponent they p- played. And I like Hawaii uh, 11 and a half, plus 11 and a half. 
All right, so I got a, uh, I got a seven bagger this time. We're not going uh we're not going the full Baker's dozen this time. We're just gonna go with seven. Um, so like I said, I have uh, Tech TCU over fifty eight and a half. I think this is gonna turn into a shootout. Even though we know TCU has a great defense, we're not quite sure who's gonna start at quarterback for Tech. I still think this is going to be your stereotypical Big Twelve running gun shoot it uh, shootout game. So I think that over is gonna hit fifty eight and a half, no problem. Shoot, I wouldn't be surprised if one, if not both, of these teams hit that over just themselves. Um, so I'm taking again over fifty eight half in tech tcu i'm taking an over i feel a little risky ohio state minnesota over 59 and a half i feel like if i get two touchdowns for minnesota i'll be looking pretty good i would i would say so yeah i know tj fleck or pj fleck uh row the boat row the boat he's got he's you know you get those gets those boys up for the big games uh in minnesota he was doing it at western michigan but i feel like this ohio state offense is just too good right now um so if i can get again if i can get two touchdowns out of minnesota which i feel like they might be able to do late or they might be able to you know get one in the first half and then come back with a little meaningless one obviously in the second half when it's long over i think i'll be sitting good at 60 the 59 the official number is 59 and a half and the other over i have hawaii at byu 56 and a half again rainbow warriors not really the high-powered offense we're used to seeing, but I think this, uh, once again, BYU, they are struggling. They need to put up points. Um, so I think this over is is going to hit as well, obviously. 56.5, I'll take Hawaii and BYU over there. Now, uh, A&M, laying 2.5 against South Carolina. Flat out, I just don't think South Carolina is that good. They're I agree. 3-2 and two on the season. A&M should win this game. They should win it by double digits. Uh, the offense has... St- you know, has staggered a little bit the last couple weeks, but Kellen Money's this is a perfect bounce back game for him. Um, Sternberger's been great for him at at, at uh, tight end, and they have a couple other weapons that I think they should they should be able to uh, should, should be able to showcase their talents against South Carolina. Don't you think this has typical Aggie though written oh, all over 100%, it? Like one hundred percent, a nice win against Kentucky. I think people overstated how good a win against Kentucky it was. Look, they were six and a half point home favorites. They should have won the game. They. They they were they were a touchdown favorite. They should have won the game no matter what. But right. this just has this. I wanted to take it, but I just I feel like this has set up for a typical Aggie, uh, just wetting choke job. Yeah. yeah, yeah, just wetting themselves. Yeah, I, I'm fully prepared for that, but uh, hoping for the best, expecting the worst type deal here. Uh, I already said Oregon plus three versus UW. I'm taking West Virginia minus six and a half at Iowa State. This has Iowa State upset written all over it. They always have one of those games. Maybe not an upset, but maybe a close game up until the very end. But I still think Will Greer is great at quarterback for uh, uh, West Virginia. Their 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 offense is just clicking right now. I I, I think they're ranked what twelfth in the nation right Ooh. now of West no, Virginia. No, they're like sixth. Are they sixth? Okay. Yeah, they're sixth. So even better. Give me. The, I'm gonna lay that seven and a half against Iowa State. Um, and uh, just expect West Virginia to do what they should. Now, a little more Pac-12 action. You know, I'm Pac-12 Ryan over here. Cal minus 7 against UCLA. Once again, UCLA is just trash. They are garbage. They're still sitting at 0-5. Chip Kelly still hasn't figured out what he's doing with that team offensively or defensively, really. Cal, they've got a decent enough offense, and I think they should be able to just sling it around without any issue at UCLA. Hopefully... Uh, we don't get any late meaningless touchdowns to for a little backdoor cover by UCLA, but I think Cal should cover that touchdown, no problem against UCLA. All right, that wraps up our college stuff. All right, over to the NFL. First, I want to touch on the Cowboys game last week. It happened Sunday night. Uh, lots of just turmoil going on over at the Star up in first. I could like feel the tension as I drive by every day uh, coming into work and going home. The whole thing with the Jason Garrett fourth and one, look, he should have gone for it. Yeah. I could see his reasoning on why he uh, punted, 
because the defense was was making stop. No, the defense was giving up tons of yards and then stopping and the, the Texans in the red zone because one, the Texans had inc- the Texans had incompetent offensive play calling in the red zone. And yes, the defense made some good plays. The offense, we got Allen Hearns calling out the play calling. We got Cole Beasley. Do you know Cole Beasley is ranked 73rd in receiving yards, and he's the highest in the league. And on the team, he's the leading receiver at 138 yards. He's the Cowboys' number one wide receiver. Dak didn't lie. Uh, <laughs> that's, no. that's brutal. That's they tough. Are just that's running just, you're covered. not going to win in this day and age in the NFL. Yeah. And, that'd be and the people case. are breaking down the film with all 22. They're running curl. They run the same route tree. It's like the curls, a couple of kind of flat routes, and that's it. And the teams are just running covered, too, and no one can get open. I mean, blanket coverage left and right. Um, I just what, what are you the the Garrett thing? Look, I we I said he should have been fired after last year. There's what's the point of keeping him around? And uh, I think the best thing for the Cowboys fans is for them to keep losing so he gets fired. There's no reason to go nine and seven, maybe squeak a wild card game out here, and uh, you're not going to win in the playoffs. And then you keep him around for another year, and then you're just screwing yourself for the next year. Agreed. Yeah, I think I think Jason Garrett is probably about two or three years, uh, maybe two years, because they they going back. They did have the the solid rookie year with Dak and and Zeke. But uh, before that, that was kind of uh, he pulled a horseshoe out of his butt because that was just he struck gold there. Uh, we saw that that was kind of. Um, you know, out of the norm from Dak, he just hasn't been good since that rookie year. I also, I also think it was because they had Dez at his quote unquote peak. Witten was still really solid, and they had five studs on the offensive line. Now they oh, have for sure. Like Dak needs everybody else to be great for him to be good, and then obviously they had Zeke, and now not everybody else around him is great, especially in the receivers. They're average, and, and the offensive he's, line and, is as well, and he's just average. Yeah, agreed. So I, I'm right there with you. The best case scenario is a a losing season for the Cowboys, so they have a reason to cut loose Jason Garrett, so they can get an earlier draft pick. You don't, again, you don't want to be seven and nine, eight and eight, somewhere around there, and have a you know pick between thirteen and twenty two or something like that. Obviously, it wouldn't be that high, but thirteen to twenty, and you're missing out on these top tier guys on somebody that could help you win right now. Get a top tier wide receiver. Get a top tier. You know they need to replace somebody. They need somebody on defense for sure. A top tier corner or or somebody in the secondary. Um, so I just think best case scenario is that you know fall to five and eleven. You know four and twelve something like that. I don't think it'll get that bad for the Cowboys, but they do. They I mean maybe pull pull some out of the NBA and, and throw the season. Obviously the guys aren't gonna do that in the NBA. But it's just it's it's wild the roller coaster that is this Cowboys team because it's win one week and look decent, like okay, maybe they're putting some together and then the next week it's like, Oh, this team's terrible, blow it up. It's amazing how their home road splits are. They oh, look yeah. competent at home and just trash. I mean utter garbage. It's almost on as the bad road. as their Sean Lee playing and not playing splits. <laughs> yeah, well, they've they've almost overcome those because right. Leighton Vanderish and the linebacking core has been pretty good. Yeah, it is, it is so head scratching. Well, I actually have the Jaguars minus three. As do I. I feel like Blake Bortles when he has a bad game, no matter who he's playing, he just bounces back. Like he has a great bounce back. You know, people always question, oh, Blake Bortles era. This is the true him, and then he'll rattle off like four touchdowns. Right here, left and right, and the go look at the Cowboys' pass defense last week against Watson. And I know the receivers are really, really good, but they got well. They were getting worked over by Watson. Watson was making some great throws, and I just, I just think Bortles is going to be able to carve him up a little bit. Yeah, Fournette's now playing. He hasn't played in three weeks. T.J. Yeldon's good enough to handle that, and they, Jamal Charles is going to stun every. Guarantee you, Jamal Charles, if he's active, will will do something that people are like oh, unbelievable. But I just like the Jags, and I, th- 
look, I, the pressure is on the Cowboys. This is a pressure cooker game at home. I mean, you go two and four, you lose this one, you're going into the bye week no matter what, under 500. Because then they got the Redskins next week. And the Redskins we are, are so hard to figure out. Tell me about uh, it. As Ryan knows. But it's like you lose this game, you're going into the bye week under 500. And that is, I mean, I don't think people, ex- some people expected it. But others didn't, and I mean, your season is pretty much on the brink, I think, right here. And I just, I just don't see Dak making plays against the secondary. The Jaguars are—they got a good front four, and I, the great secondary. Tashawn Gibson, one of the most under-talked about safeties in the league, is so good. Obviously, Jalen Ramsey. I just think they're going to stifle the passing game. There's going to be more frustration from Hearns and Beasley and all those guys, and this is Jags win big. Yeah, you said it perfectly. The secondary in this uh, for the Jags is leaps and bounds ahead of the wide receiving core for the Cowboys. I don't think they should have any issue covering these guys or playing them tight and keeping them limited. Um, And then so what are the Cowboys going to have to do? They're going to have to rely on either Dak's playmaking ability with his legs or what they really should do is rely on Zeke. And once again, that front four that they have in Jacksonville is just unreal. With Calais Campbell, uh, who's the dude with the uh, really hard to pronounce oh, name? Injaku uh, or yeah, not yeah. Injaku, but uh, uh, I know who you're talking yeah. about. Yannick uh, is his first yeah, name. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, uh, N G A K O U E. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's. I just think that even if the Jags don't put up a ton of points, I just don't think the Cowboys are going to score any points against this Jacksonville defense. And, and to say any, I mean, you know, it's going to be a very low scoring game. I won't be surprised if the Cowboys don't break double digits in points in this game just oh, because wow. that. Yeah. I'll go on the record and say that. Um, uh, just because this Jags defense is so good and this Dallas Cowboys offense is just so mediocre. And for you to say, like, I just want to take a step back. For you to say that the season might be on the brink right here with this game, I think might be a bit of a stretch, but I definitely agree that it could set the tone for, hey, either this is going in the toilet or, you know, hey, all right, maybe we have something to build on here. So uh, I think to, to put the put, to put the whole season on on this game might might be a bit extreme but again i agree that it will definitely set the tone for going going into next week and coming out of the bye week for what is to expect and what they think uh this team could be or might be coming out of the bye week and i also think well yeah that's me saying it could be on the brink is uh could be too much because the division you don't know what you're getting in the division right now Uh, the redskins lead at a two and two uh and then you got the eagles at two and three Uh, the giants are out of it they're not in it and then you got the Cowboys at, at two and three. So yes, okay, maybe with that. But I'm saying, look, this one is a big. You lose this one, it's a big step. I think back. it's a tone setter for sure. For, uh, agreed. And as I said, you need to win your home games, yeah. and they've shown they're a competent team at home. But I don't think they can score like 24 points. Right. No. They they have Especially shown that Jags D. They're just barely able to scrounge up 20. 20 points. All right, so we both have the Jags minus three. I got a little game tonight. I'm going Eagles minus three, a little extra for you guys. Tech plus seven, Eagles money line parlay. You want to sprinkle a little on that there. I love love the play. Uh, But Eagles minus three, I'm a little worried. The Eagles, they're tough to figure out. Lane Johnson might not play. Uh, He's questionable. He's been terrible anyways, and Olivier Vernon is going to play. So I still think the Eagles should win. The Giants suck. Pat Shermer is one of the worst coaches in the NFL. I still don't understand how we get the job, let alone the New York Giants. If there's ever a coach that's up for a coaching position for a second time and he coached the Cleveland Browns, ask Browns fans what they thought of him because they have they know what a good coach is and what a bad coach is, and they will tell you Pat Shermer should have never been fired. Or ask the Cleveland media. This is – I am loving what Pat Shermer is doing. Benito, done. So that, are you saying Mike Patin should never coach in Mike the Mike Patton? No, yeah. I think Mike Patton should <laughs> coach in the – I would Mike Patton as a head coach, sign me up. I think he'd be good. Pat Shermer, 
stunk. Nothing is preaches bad head coaching like you have a third and goal at the one-yard line and you give it to a third-string tight end, lined up as fullback, and guess what happened? He fumbled and they lost the game. That is one that will go down in the record books. Uh, that's Browns history for you right there. Speaking of the Browns, I have the Browns plus one this week. Probably not a great great thing against the Chargers. Phillip Rivers leads the NFL in passer rating. He's 118 against the Blitz. The Browns blitz like 55 60% of the time. They blitz the most in the NFL. So this has just defense carve city up but you know what i like baker at home they haven't lost at home 2011 we got the possum we got the rally possum going on there i like the browns plus one i got the steelers plus two and a half against the Bengals. this has Bengals choke job written all over it i know the steelers found something against the falcons even though the, even though they stink but two and a half points for the steelers they dominate the Bengals. i will gladly take those and then i have the colts plus two and a half against the jets the jets are so hot and cold the colts have played better then I think their record, even though they're one and four, I think they should be one, three, and one. They should have tied that Houston game, and Lux played better. So I'll take the Colts plus two and a half. So this recap, it's Steelers plus two and a half, Eagles minus three, Jags minus three, Browns plus one, Colts plus two and a half. Wow, we have almost the exact same card. Really? I swear. And, and we're on the, we have the same game. So we have all five same games oh, just on the, on the other side. Wow. So I got Philly minus three tonight. I got I already said Jacksonville minus three against Dallas. Pittsburgh plus two and a half for Cincinnati. Uh, almost agreed word for word for what you said about Pittsburgh. This has stereotypical Cincinnati just blowing it against Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh did find something. That there's some turmoil obviously going on in-house with the whole Le'Veon Bell thing and now maybe with A.B. Um, but I think they can all put it aside and, and come out on the field and handle business against Cincinnati no problem. I got the Colts plus two and a half against the Jets. Um, the Colts are better than what they are. This is not good. Yeah. This is not good for yeah. us. You see where this is going. Uh, I just don't know what to expect out of the Jets. And Sam Darnold, Isaiah Crowell has been a bright spot for their offense so far. Uh, Robbie Anderson had a good breakout game last week. Everyone kind of been waiting on that. Uh, Quincy Nua, he can kind of show up out of nowhere and tear things up for the Jets. But I still think the Colts should win this game. And uh, last but not least... We do have the Chargers minus one That's against fine. the Browns. That's fine. So, uh, but I will say we were talking pre-show, and this line stinks to high heavens to me. I feel like the Chargers should be favored by more than this. Uh, so the fact that they are minus one tells me that bookmakers think that the Browns are probably going to pull this one out. But I will go ahead and, and lay the one against uh, the Browns. And worst case scenario is a tie. Because that's a loss for your boy. <laughs> yeah, then look. I thought the Browns were going to tie last week. I'm just saying this is not good. I didn't mean about uh, you picking the Chargers. Uh, what, are you saying because my cards have sucked I just, No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm just saying we I have four of the same five NFL picks, and that to me just reeks of just that has just got disaster for both of us written all over it. I, and we didn't even talk about what games were no, before. We don't We don't say – we might say, hey, I like this, or did you see this, yeah. or like what, what do you think about that? But we don't say, oh, I've taken this or whatever. But, boy, this is the first time we've ever agreed on – Four NFL. I'm just saying, just on the basis of that, this right. is just this could either turn out a great weekend in the NFL for us, or it could be a stinker. <laughs> All right, that's gonna uh, wrap it up here for us. Uh, I didn't mention at the beginning of the show. I should should have done that. You can follow us on the iHeart Podcast app, also SoundCloud and iTunes. That's the sure thing. We're on Twitter as well. Our show is on Sunday nights at 7 p.m. on Talk Radio 1190. Search that in the iHeart app there. We greatly appreciate that. And give us a listen this Sunday night. We'll break down the Cowboys game, obviously recap college uh, football. Our MLB baseball talk will be very short this weekend. We'll just very be short. like, who's in the, uh, in the championship series and keep it at that. Well, no, no, no. The AL is going to be very short, 
NL, we could we could we could do a nice yeah. little dive in we the NL, but the AL yeah. is going to be extremely short, and then we'll figure out something for the last segment. All right, so uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, hope we get some winners this week, and uh, we'll be at the clock tower. So talk to you guys Sunday. <laughs>